AT&T connects an ode to podcast. Connect the alarm, change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze, 10 more minutes to dream. Connect the shower, lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work and traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family... Look for delicious Kroger brand products because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Welcome. You are now listening to The Professional Hey guys, welcome to this week's episode of the PhD Podcast. It's your girl, Ebony, and I know it's been a while, so I have some good explanations on where I've been. Um, before we begin, please make sure you follow me on Instagram at the Professional Homegirl at the PhD Podcast, and last but not least, at Ebony Beauty. So it's been two weeks since I dropped an episode, and I have some good reasons. So I decided to take some time away from the podcast because, one, um, for those of you that don't know, I started my own beauty company called Ebony Beauty, and the first product is Mink Lashes. So my Mink Lashes have been doing so well that I sold out. So when I was waiting for my next order to come in, I needed to rebrand my site, take some more pictures. I just needed to do a lot of things with Ebony Beauty. So the site looks so beautiful, guys. So when you get a moment, please visit um, www.eboneBeauty.com. Um, the site is just absolutely beautiful. I wanted Ebony Beauty to depict me a little bit more. I feel like the last time, my last site, I was rushing to come out with a site because I was selling so much. And, you know, how can you have a product with no website, right? So now the site is beautiful. I'm getting, I'm receiving a lot of good feedback. People are buying. So please make sure you purchase. Um, Please make sure you use the code PHG10 to receive some coins off. And, you know, for those of you that just even check out the site, thank you so much. So I took time off to work on the site. Um, I finally found a really good therapist. Um, I'm not going to tell y'all who, unless you live in New York and you really need a therapist, email me at hello at the professional home But she's like amazing. 
black woman, I literally felt like I've been, I was talking to my big sister. So I'm really excited about her. So I'm definitely going to keep y'all posted on my progress with her. And I've been working out. So if you really know me, or for those out there that know me, I hate fucking working out. Like, and I don't know if y'all was to see me, you'd probably be like, oh, but you're skinny, this and that. But like, you know, I need to get in shape. And I feel like I, in order for me to have more discipline, I needed to work out. So I've been working out um, five times a week, Monday through Friday in the morning, not playing no games. Like, I'm really trying to be out here living my best life. And in order for me to live my best life, I need to be in the best shape that I can be in. So, uh, and another thing, I just feel like, you know, I just want to pick up healthier habits. So I think in order for me to go to the next level of my life, I just have to have certain things in order, which is my therapy, eating better, and also working out. Sorry, guys, I'm a little thirsty. <laughs> it's so funny because my guests, before I start recording with them, I'm just like, oh, let me get some of the drinks. I always get thirsty. <laughs> okay. So, as you know, this episode is going to be about my life. I'm going to share my story. I think this episode is way overdue. And I'm kind of excited about letting you guys know about who Ebene is. I was, I think it's kind of funny because I think I'm more so excited more than nervous because I mean, I have no, I'm an open book, so I have no problem sharing my story with everyone. And I think I owe it to my past and my future guests on who I am. I think that the stories you heard previously before you listen to this one, you know, the stories are a little deep. Like these stories are not for the weak at heart. And, you know, I'm going to explain the reason why I started the PhD podcast, but I just think it's only fair that, you know, you get to know who is Ebene, where does she come from? Why does she come up with this dope idea? Yes, I am tooting my own horn. <laughs> and just go from there. So I broke the subject up, or I broke the topic up in five different sections because I feel like these are the most common questions. So I'm just going to just go through it. And if you have any questions, comments, concerns, please email me at hello at theprofessionalhomegirl.com. And also, I just want to give a shout out to all you guys that have been leaving me reviews and emailing me. You know, thank you so much. Please, thank you for sharing this um, with your friends, with your family members. Thank you so much. Like, I cannot tell you how much it has been like. I, it really makes my day when I get an email notification or I look at my reviews. You know, so far I'm five stars in. I'm knocking on some wood. So if you haven't left a, a review yet for the PhD podcast, please make sure you do so. It, I would greatly appreciate you can be honest, but don't leave me no bad review. Some things better left unsaid. <laughs> but no, all just aside, thank you so much, guys. Like, I'm, the love and the feedback I've been receiving has just been really amazing. And it lets me know that I'm on the right path. So, so the first question, what was your childhood like? Um, so growing up, my childhood was not no walk in the park. Um, I am the oldest out of three. One, two three. I'm lying. I am the oldest out of four. And, um, you know, me and my mother didn't have the best relationship. My mom used to literally beat my ass every chance she, she can get. I remember one time she beat me up so bad when I was a kid that I went to school with a busted lip. And it was so funny because my childhood friends at the time knew that something was going on or they knew that my mom had did it. They know the whole story. So I told them, but it was kind of weird that the teachers didn't even, like, notice it, which was, like, kind of, me thinking back on it now, it's kind of, like, bizarre. So I have not spoken to my mother, and, you know, I can't even tell you the last time I spoke to her. I think the last time I saw her was at my grandmother's funeral, and she looked like hell. <laughs> but that's another story. But I have not spoken to her in, like, forever. And, you know, 
one of the things that I struggle with, which I, which is a question I'm going to ask later on, but you know, I never could understand why my mother never really fuck with me like that. Like she just did not like me. And it doesn't bother me now because I made peace with it. You know, I think one thing that I had came to the realization of is, you know, our parents got their own demons that they working with. And I had to come to the conclusion that it wasn't me. And it's such a hard pill to swallow because it's like, that's your mom. But, you know, I had to forgive her in order for me to keep growing and moving the way that I need to grow. Because one day I do want to have kids. And I used to be so afraid to have kids because I'm like, shit, she was so fucking evil. I'm like, is this shit hereditary? Because I didn't want to be passing this shit on down to my kids. You know, I really wanted to break that cycle. So, and that's why I was so excited about doing the mommy issues um, episode. If you haven't listened to it, that one is a must listen to. Because I feel like we're so quick to talk about daddy issues. But, you know, mommy issues is real. And I can so relate to that um, that episode. And I received so many emails. Because everybody was like, yo, like, niggas really don't be talking about the issues they have with their mommy. And when they do talk about mommy issues, they talk about it with the men aspect. But they don't never talk about it with the women aspect. So I was very proud of that episode, and I want to give a shout-out to my guest who was on that episode, because, you know, talking about things that are very near and dear to you and, and kind of, like, make you a little... It's kind of hard to talk about, but, like, she did such an amazing job sharing her story. And, you know, and all of my guests does such an amazing job sharing their story, so thank you so much for that. Um, So my father came into my life maybe, like, five years ago, but I haven't spoken to him in a while because I had to curse his ass out. But that's another story. But I never met my father. Uh, I was on Facebook one day. So crazy how social media social media is so powerful. And this lady hit me up. I don't even know the lady. Never met her. She hit me up and she was just like, um, are you so-and-so's daughter? Because so-and-so wants to meet you. So she asked me if I was my mom's daughter. And she told me that my dad wanted to meet me. So at the time, I'm like, my dad? And I know this sounds crazy. But, like, I didn't even know I had a father. Like, it's like one of those things that like you can't miss something you never had. So when I was talking to her and we going back and forth messaging, she's like, yeah, your dad's been looking for you. He got your name tattooed across his heart, all this other shit. And I was just like, whoa. So I ended up talking to my dad and we were going back and forth. And that's when I started to meet my father. I got to like talk to my father's side of the family. So I'm at like 25, 26 and I'm meeting people on my father's side of family that I never even heard of. I never even knew they existed. So um, the reason why drugs, the um, I'm addicted to drugs, the I'm addicted to drugs story part one, part two was so near and dear to me. And shout out to my guests on that one is because my father is a crackhead. So when I was growing up, I used to have like this soft spot, like this weakness for like seeing people that was addicted, addicted to drugs. Until this day, I'm still like that. I used to be like, wow, like. Like, it, was, it used to really, like, do something to me. And now, years later, I found out the reason why. It's because, you know, my father is one of them. But, you know, that relationship didn't really last because, you know, my father is, um, is still on and off drugs. So, you know, I do believe that when you get to a certain age and you're trying to protect your energy, like, you got to protect your energy at all costs. And that's also including your including your family members. Um, so in the midst of me going through all the things I was going through with my mother, I want to give a special shout out to my childhood friends, to Jasmine, to Brittany, to Jocelyn, to Lindsay. But yeah, I want to give a special shout out to them because, you know, in the midst of me going through so much with my mom, I was able to to um, stay with them. I stayed with my friends almost every day of the week. I remember eating to sleep in the beds with them, sleeping on the couch. Like, their moms were really supportive. You know, they was really there for me. So shout out to their moms. 
And, you know, like, my childhood was really rough. And then, you know, the one person who was always there for me, who also always gave me unconditional love was my grandmother, um, Nana. So for those of you that, that know me or know how I feel about my grandmother, you know, she transitioned three years ago. And that was a very hard, tough period for me because, you know, I never understood the meaning of death. I never understood how people, how you can be here one day and be gone the next. So, you know... You know, I took a, I mean, I still struggle with it now, but not as much as I used to. And I always, I was having this conversation with my friend, so she's listening, she's probably going to be smiling. And, you know, I always tell her, because people knew that my grandmother was, like, my mother. Like, that was my mom, my role dog, she was my everything. And my friend was telling me how she still struggled with her mom not being here, and her mom not being here for, like, I think she transitioned maybe, like, 10 years ago. And, you know, one of the things my grandma used to always tell me is that, you know, and when somebody transition, you now have an angel. You now have somebody. You know what that energy feels like. And energy don't lie. And energy moves. So I was telling my friend, I was like, you know, when you sense that your mom is near or you feel that your mom is near or you even see something that reminds you of your mom, that means your mom is there with you. So, you know, for anybody out there that's struggling with, like, letting things go, having a hard time with the transition of your loved ones, know that your loved ones is always with you. And I really do believe that. Like, to this day, if I'm having a hard time, boom, I see something around me of my grandmother or she just gives me, like, little signs or, like, the universe gives me signs letting me know that I'm not in this by myself. So never feel like you ain't anything by yourself because your loved ones are always going to have your back. So that's pretty much it about my childhood. I mean, for the most part, I used to love going to my friends' houses. I used to love reading I used to love coming to New York and just visiting my grandma. I mean, my summers in New York were, like, the best parts of my life. So funny because when I walk around certain neighborhoods, I literally see my younger stuff and my grandma walking around. And it just it just brings back so many good memories. So, shout out to New York, man. Um, My next question. Why do you think entrepreneurship is so important? So, I went to grad school. I got my MBA in general management and entrepreneurship. Um, listen, everybody's not meant to be an entrepreneur, but that doesn't mean that you can have a passion project. You can't have a side hustle. You know, I think for me, what really made me preach and like really tell people how they need to have you have their own is because recently when the government has shut down, you know, growing up, a lot of people would be like, oh, you need to have a government job because government jobs are like, it's safe, right? But then when the government gets shut down and you ain't got no money coming in, it's like, what the fuck is you supposed to do? And remember when the government shutdown had happened recently and you see all these black women and these black people on TV and they crying because they can't pay their fucking bills. And I was just like, no way. Like, that shit was really, like, bothering me. Excuse me. And the reason why it was bothering me so much is because it's like, back in the day, they teach you how to get a job and that's it. But what if you lose that job? What if something happened? That's the reason why I be telling people, yo, what can you do to make some money on the side? It ain't got to be something you do full time. But it needs to be something where, as God forbid, if shit hits the fan, you know you got some money coming in that's going to hold you down. So that's why I always tell people, like, you know, even if you don't want to think that the think that entrepreneurship is for you, just do something. And it's so funny because I was reading something and they said, in order for you to become a millionaire, you gotta have at least seven incomes coming in. Not just one, not just two, seven. And it's so funny because I was telling people like, yo, everybody was telling me about all these girls that's making so much money, but I'm like, eh, a lot of them be scams. 
But from the ones that are legit making money, yo, they got at least three or four different ways of incomes coming in. So whatever you've been, like, thinking about that you feel like, oh, should I do this or should I do that? Is this going to work? Just do it. I can't tell y'all how many businesses I had before I really found what my purpose was. I mean, I had a t-shirt company when I was growing up, which was uh, which was um, Pretty Girl Shirts. I did that in college. You know, it was so funny because, like, I just wanted to do it just to say I did it. But I remember, like, I, I was, like, one of the first people really doing t-shirt design, going to different t-shirt manufacturers. Like, like I was really in the t-shirt game. And that went really well. But I was just like, eh. Like, I got it off my list. I did it. What's next? And then, you know, I had a networking organization with a friend. And, like, that didn't work out. You know, I had an accountability company, and that was good, but, you know, holding other people accountable, that takes a lot of work, and especially I was doing, like, I had like, at least, like, five good clients, you know? Um, I was thinking about doing a gift wrapping company, so we ordered samples, and I had a dress rental company where girls could, like, rent, like, one-of-a-kind dresses, and that was doing good, but it just took a lot of work, and I, one of the reasons why I didn't fall through with that one, that one is because my grandmother passed away, so it, I was just, like, out of it. But at the end of the day, you know, being an entrepreneur is not for the weak at heart. And I think that's what a lot of people get it twisted at. Like, it takes a lot of fucking work to, like, be an entrepreneur. I can't tell y'all how many times I get so frustrated. I get so pissed. I'm so angry. I'm crying one minute. I'm happy the next minute. Like, entrepreneurship is no joke. And, you know, when people always say, oh, you got the same hours as Beyonce or this person. It's like, honestly, no, you fucking don't. Because a lot of us, when we start off with these these businesses, we're still working our nine to five. So, like, with me, I wake up at least five thirty six like, every morning. I do at least three hours of going to, um, doing my work. Then I get ready for work. I do at least eight hours. By the time I get home, it's, like, eight or nine o'clock at night. And then I'm up again for nine to, nine to 12 just working on my stuff. And sometimes I even forget to eat. And now that I incorporated working out and I'm working out, trying to work out at least every day from Monday through Friday. It was just a lot. So it's just like, and then not for nothing, you don't have the same hours as Beyonce. I love Beyonce, but Beyonce is a machine. That is a business. She has a team. She has a team that has a team. So it's just like, you got to work with what you have until you can get more. And until you get more, just work with what you have. Don't beat yourself up. And I'm telling you from experience, I used to drive myself fucking crazy, y'all. Like, I can't even tell y'all. It's so funny. I know a lot of my friends will be like, yo, dead ass. Like, but at the end of the day, if you believe in yourself that much and you know that, like, I know my time is coming. I know my shit going to pop off because I believe in myself that much. And I know everybody might have that feeling, but it don't matter what everybody else has. As long as you believe in what you got going, that's all that matters. And so you asked me, what does PhD stand for? So PhD stands for a professional homegirl. So I have a women's lifestyle platform that encourages women to be the best version of themselves, both personally and professionally. And that website is www.theprofessionalhomegirl.com. So if you are one of those people who love to write, want to share your stories, please email me at hello at theprofessionalhomegirl.com. Hello, guys. I get some more water. <laughs> Went on a little rant. Made me a little thirsty. Hold on. <laughs> But email me. Um, I have guest contributors every week. Uh, and that's a good platform for those people who want to just look for some inspiration. You want to know what's going on in New York. Like, I used to go, I still do go. I took a break, but 
I was going to a lot of events and providing my honest recaps. And sometimes I have like little codes and stuff so you can get things at a cheaper price. And I just really love Professional Homegirl. Um, one of the main reasons why I created the Professional Homegirl, the platform itself, is because, you know, when, after I lost my grandmother, I was just like, yo, I know I can't be the only person that's going through everything that I'm going through. And so I wanted to create a resource for other women to know how to deal with certain things and then just kind of like birth into this platform. And then after a while, I'm like, yo, like, you know, it's kind of hard to retain somebody's attention when you're trying to um, talk to them or you, when you're trying to make them read something. So I'm like, how else can I get somebody? How else How else can I get my PhDs, my professional homegirls out there attention? And that's when I came up with the PhD podcast. And I cannot tell you, y'all, that has been the best decision I have ever made. The PhD podcast has been doing so amazing. So that's why I'm asking y'all to please make sure y'all leave a review and tell me what you think. Because that's the only way I can know what to take out, what to keep in, what to work on. Like, well, for the most part, and let me knock on some wood, it has been doing really amazing. Like, I'm right now, I'm on iTunes. I'm five stars in. Um, I think somebody even told me that they saw the podcast on what's new or what to listen to on Apple. So I'm really excited about the content that I've been creating. And the reason why I started Ebony Beauty is because I just always been into beauty. Like I love makeup. I love feeling like a woman. So I really wanted to create a company that pretty much embodies who Ebony is. And I feel like Ebony is I'm so many different aspects. I don't think not one woman is just one dimensional. You know, we have so many different layers in us. And even with like being a mom, a girlfriend, a wife, a sister, a businesswoman, like we just have so many different faces that we wear. So I want to make sure that I'm embodying and capturing the essence of being a woman, which is Ebony's beauty. So like I said, I have the lashes and the lashes are beautiful, guys. And no shade, no tea. If you're looking for these lashes that look like little wings from pigeons and shit, Ebony Beauty is not for you. Ebony Beauty is all about enhancing what you already have. And like I said, no shade, no tea. But, like, I really, the lashes are just so beautiful. So please stop asking me. Well, I like y'all don't ask me. But for people that's outside when I be bending and shit, be like, you have anything that look like this? I'm like, listen, girl, buy it from the person you just saw. Like, I don't like, that's not me. And I like to open my eyelids up when I got lashes up, Okay. Now, my next question is, and this was a good one, what do you struggle with? Um, so right now, what I'm currently struggling with is finding balance. I mean, it is hard trying to do everything you want to do. Like, I have a nine to five. You know, I have myself to make sure. I need to make sure I'm always good at all times. I have my boyfriend. Um, I have Ebony Beauty. I have the PhD podcast. I have the professional homegirl. Like, that is a lot. I love being around my homegirls. So it's just, like, trying to find that balance is something that I'm really, like, working on because, like, I find myself, like, like really, like, stressed out because, you know, sometimes I'm so into, like, the PhD podcast, Professional Homegirl, and Everyday Beauty that I neglect, you know, myself or I neglect my boyfriend, like, and it really bothers me because I really want to be the best version in all aspects. So, you know, that's one thing I'm currently trying to work through. Um, another thing that I struggle with is money. And I think that a lot of people struggle with money, but they're not being honest about it. So, you know, growing up, I didn't have the resources and my parents didn't teach me anything about how to manage my money. So a lot of things that I'm paying for now is the mistakes I made in the past. And I don't really feel no way because I know that once I get myself out and get to a certain point that I want to be at, I know it's going to be all worth it. 
Uh, it's so funny. I got a funny story. I was telling my friend about this, and he was like, yo, you should share this story. <laughs> so I remember, because my grandmother, she had Alzheimer's. So I remember when I was staying with her, and I was helping her out, and I was working at this clothing store. And so at the clothing store, I don't know why, I, but I was just so fucking broke. All I had was a dollar, yo, like a dollar. That's how broke I was. I think this was like a couple of years ago. And so um, I remember going to work and I was just, I was panicking because I was like, yo, because I had just started my shift, but I was hungry. And I was like, yo, what the fuck I'm going to eat? Like, what can I buy for a dollar? <laughs> so I was like going fucking crazy. Yo, true story. This is why I knew that God was real, y'all. So going throughout the day, whatever, I'm drinking mad water because I'm like trying to fill myself up asking people to have gum or anything. Because I'm like, yo, what the fuck I'm going to buy for a dollar? Like, even if I buy a bag of chips, that shit not going to fill me up, right? So... One of my mad people started coming in the job, and they was like, yo, this place that had opened up, it was called Dos Toros. So they were saying how it opened up, and they selling burritos for a dollar. Y'all, when I tell y'all, I almost cried tears of joy. What <laughs> are the fucking odds that this, and the, Dos Toros is delicious, by the way. What are the odds of them selling these big-ass burritos for a dollar, right? So I'm jumping for joy, mad, happy, mad, excited and shit. And I was just like, nah, yo. I was like, yo, who got a dollar on them? Because I don't want to swipe my car for a dollar. <laughs> you know, with tax, it would have been like 108 110 or some shit. And I, didn't, all I, I literally all I had was a dollar. So somebody else gave me a dollar, and I got me a fucking burrito, man. And I think I got some chips and stuff on the side. So that's a funny money story. So... You know, where I'm at now in life, it's very a humbling experience, but I know that things are going to work out. And how I'm so confident in that is because when Solange came out with that song, I saw things I imagined. You know, I really felt that shit in the core because I really feel like God and the universe be giving you glimpses of what your future can look like. So keep going. You know, I know it's hard. I know nobody likes to be broke, but I am a firm believer that anything worth having is worth fighting for and things will work out you know i think that sometimes we get mad and we're like yo why is this happening to me but you gotta realize that things are working for you so just keep going don't give up um another thing that i i struggled with in the past was comparing myself so you know with the way that social media is everybody's out here living their best fucking life right so nobody is really putting their losses out there. So I always tell people that you cannot compare what you see. Everything's about perception. So I used to, like, compare myself to people. I would drive myself crazy. I felt like I wasn't enough. And then I had to realize, like, girl, you are enough. Girl, you have an MBA. Girl, you have this. You have that. You're mad creative. Like, you got to give yourself props. And ain't nobody going to hold you down the way you hold you down. So all you guys yourself. So just give yourself props. Stay off of Instagram. I mean, I love using Instagram because I'm I can that's I'm able to like meet people. I'm able to like, you know, network. I'm c- currently working on a couple of ads and sponsorship deals for the podcast. So it's like, you know, I really use it as a business tool. I don't be on Instagram looking at all this gossip. I can care less because gossip don't pay these bills over here. You know, I just use it to network. So and also I'm also going to a lot of networking events. So if you see me out in these streets, yo, say hi, like. I have some people that was, uh, I saw this one girl, she was afraid to come speak to me. And I'm like, do I know you? And she was like, no, I listen to your podcast, I think it's good. And I was like, yo, just speak to me. Like, I am so cool. I'm not one of these, like, stuck-up girls. Like, I'm really down to earth. So, like, if you ever see me in the streets, like, yo, ain't you ever from the podcast? <laughs> but anywho, uh, another thing that I struggle with, um, I, I don't 
don't struggle with this anymore, but I know when my grandmother passed away, I was just like, you know, will I ever find anybody that would give me that unconditional love? And, you know, when I tell people to step their cookies up, not only needing to step your cookies up, you know, mentally, financially, spiritually, personally, but you need to also step your, step your cookies up with the person that you're dating. And, you know, I pray for the person that I'm with. And my boyfriend could not have been a better partner. I mean, even though he gets on my fucking nerves, but, like, I have never met a man that has held me down as much as he has. So, you know, shout out to all the real niggas out there. And, you know, I want to make sure I put emphasis on, you know, don't settle because the person for you is coming. Don't go looking. When you know you met the person, you just know. When I met my boyfriend now, I just knew. Like, I knew that was my soulmate. Like, I just felt it. So, you know, I'm very thankful to be in a relationship. You know, he supports me in all aspects. He helps me with my business. He Like, he goes hard for my business that I go for sometimes. So, it's just like, you know, you really got to get somebody that really believe in you, that really believe in everything that you're doing. And I'm just going to give you that positive outlook on things, you know? So, that's pretty much the, most of the things I struggle with or I'm struggling with now, which is, you know, I think the main component is just balance. Um, my next question is, why did I create the PhD podcast? So again, um, like I said, I have a lifestyle platform called The Professional Homegirl. And like I said, a, a lot of people ain't got time to be reading, right? Like, I love to read, but a lot of people don't like to read. People are either want to see it or they want to hear it. So I created the podcast. And for, ever since I can remember, I love sharing stories. Like, I love talking to women. I love talking to them about their struggles and how they overcame. I'm like, I am such a girl's girl. So when I came up with the idea, I was just like, yo, like, you know, the podcast would just be such a dope way. And podcast, I mean, it's so funny because, like, podcast is growing, but a lot of people don't know about it. So when I meet people and I'm like, hey, I have a podcast, I tell them what it's about, they're like, oh, shit, like, really? So that's one of the main reasons why I created the podcast is, like, just like, to grow my brand. Uh, another reason why I created the podcast is I wanted people to empathize with each other. I feel like as a society, we're so quick to judge each, judge each other. But come on, guys. I don't know why I'm so damn thirsty. <laughs> Hold on, guys. Mm. So I feel like as a society, we're so quick to judge each other. Like, oh, this person is homeless. Oh, this person has AIDS. But it's just like, yo, if you really knew their story, you wouldn't be so quick to judge. And the reason why my guests are anonymous because I wanted people to know who their story is. I wanted people to hear what they have to say because a lot of times when you have a face behind a sto- in front of a story, you ne- you negate the story. But now that you don't have a face, you have no choice but to listen to the story, right? Now it got to a point that the stories be so good and they be so real and they be so raw that people want to know more about the person. They want to know who the person is, what they do, all this other stuff. So I'm very proud of the content that I've been creating. Uh, and, you know, just thank you for sharing these stories. Like, keep sharing it with your friends and stuff because, you know, it needs to be a point where we each one teach one. We all need to learn from each other. And I also feel like, you know, one of my favorite Jay-Z lines is, Hope did that, so you have to go through that. So if people are telling you exactly what they did, hopefully that makes your life a little bit easier, you know? And another thing, uh, one of the reasons why I wanted to create the PhD podcast because I wanted to change the narrative of black women. I am so sick of time people saying that black women are so aggressive, so, um, we're so this, we're so that, we're so passionate, but it's like, nigga, 
if you can walk even an inch in them in these women's shoes, you'll be fucking passionate too. And I just so tired of people saying that black women is this and black women is that. And it's just like if you would know what, what black women go through on a daily basis, like we have to work twice as hard just to get half as far. So I want to change the narrative of what people perceive black women to be. And I want to do it one story at a time. And it's so funny because my white homegirl hit me up and she was like, yo, like, I didn't know black women go through so much and y'all keep so much bottled in. And I'm like, yeah. So it's just like, it infuriates me when I hear people saying, oh, I'm passionate. Snap. But I'm like, yo, my nigga, could you really, could you really do the things that, could you really go through the things that I've been through as a child growing up to where I'm at now in life and still look and keep my head up high and keep my sanity and still look as good as I do? No. So it's just like, I think it's important that we take charge in telling our stories instead of letting people tell it for us. Uh, and then my last question is, you know, somebody asked me, what are your future goals? So I have a lot of goals. Um, for Ebony Beauty, I definitely wanted it to be available in stores. So I'm working on a couple of stores putting the, putting the lashes in. Um, I definitely want to be in Sephora. Like, I love Sephora. Like, I cannot get enough Sephora. Most of my money goes to Sephora. So that would definitely be a dream come true. Um, also, I'm going to be launching my next product. I'm going to start working on production for that. But I probably won't launch it no time soon because I'm all about perfecting the first product, which I do. I'm telling y'all, the lashes are beautiful. But I'm definitely going to work on some new products soon. Uh, for the podcast, you know, I definitely want to travel the world. I cannot wait to do my live shows and just meet each and every one of you guys. Uh, I've been working on a concept for the live show, so I think it's going to be so fucking cool. So I need to find somebody to help me execute that, but that'll be in due time. Um, and I definitely, I just want to just, like, you know, recently I've been studying a lot of, like, my favorite podcasters, right? And a lot of my favorite podcasts, like, when you think about something that you want to do, the blueprint is already out there. You just have to tweak it and make it your own. So I've been studying a lot of the greats out there. And, you know, I'm very excited about what I have planned for the podcast. Like, I've been working on new content and just working on new ideas. I hope that, I'm not going to say I hope, I know it's going to happen. You know, I'm really big and speaking shit into existence. But, you know... I definitely want to be on some shows and, like, just, you know, just show what black women go through and show that we are powerful and we are special and we are dumb bitches. Like, we, we, I don't know, there's something about black women. I just love being around black women. Like, I think that there's nothing greater in the world than a black woman, you know? Um, another thing I want to, we, that me and my hubby is working on, you know, I definitely want to get married. Um, it's so funny because, I was around, I'm always around his family, and I'm just like, oh, like, I'm just so ready to give him some brown babies, like, so we're definitely, like, working on a lot of things towards, like, you know, becoming one, uh, I definitely want to own some property, and I don't know, I definitely want to own some juice companies, I love juicing, like, I love a good green juice, uh, one thing, another thing I want to work on is, I definitely want to reach my financial goals, so I'm gonna let you, I'm gonna keep you updated with that. Because I believe that, you know, financial wealth is important. We got to get our money together. We got to get our credit together. So I definitely want to save a couple of thousands up. So please, 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 guys, you know, I know sometimes we want to go shopping. We want to do this one, do that. But ain't nothing like having that, that financial security. So 
that's what I'm working on. And, you know, I want to be on Essence Festival. Some of my lashes, I plan to be in Forbes, Essence Magazines. Like, the sky's the limit, man. Anything is possible. And that's pretty much it. So please let me know if you have any questions, uh, any comments, any concerns. Let me know if you have any ideas, if you have an interesting story. The PNC podcast is back. Being back, we're going to be recording some new content really soon. Um, don't forget to leave that review. Share with your friends. And, you know, if you didn't receive anything else from this, from me sharing my story, just step the cookies up. And if my country ass can do it, so can you. Later, y'all. AT&T connects an ode to podcast. Connect the alarm, change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze, 10 more minutes to dream. Connect the shower, lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work and traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.